When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. From the Aggie Sports Network, this is Ask the AD, featuring NM State Athletics Director Mario Mocha, sponsored by White Sands Federal Credit Union. Here's your host, Adam Young. Welcome in, Aggie fans. It is a new episode of the Ask the AD podcast on a Thursday before women's basketball later tonight. We are presented by White Sands Federal Credit Union. Adam Young with the AD, Mario Mocha. White Sands Federal Credit Union, a member-owned financial cooperative, providing loans and deposit accounts for consumers, offices in Las Cruces, El Paso, and TRC. Information at WSFCU.org. Busy week again at home. The women are at home tonight on Thursday and then on Saturday as well. And the Aggie men are at home on Saturday as part of a WAC doubleheader at the Pan Am Center. Mario, welcome once again. We're back for the yeah. Ask AD podcast. Back in 2023. It's been a little while, hasn't it been? Yeah, it has. I mean, we had a lot of a lot of stuff come our way with the bowl game, and, uh, you know, that was a big ordeal that kind of bled into Christmas, New Year's, and, and now we're back ready to go. A lot of questions for this episode, so we'll crank it up and get right to it. And a lot of folks are wondering, where do we send questions? Well, you can tweet at us at Mario Mocha and MSU at YoungPBP, at NMStateSP. That is our sports properties Twitter handle. 
You can also email questions to mocha at nmsu.edu, uh, aggieupradio at gmail.com, adam.young at learfield.com. So there is a number of different ways you can get a hold of us and get your questions in for our next episode on this Ask the AD podcast. Our first question today, Mario, your thoughts on the basketball season so far in meeting Aggie fan expectations. Well, you know, it's clear that no one's expectations are met, whether it's the fans, you know, the athletic director, the basketball coach, or the basketball team. Um, You know, it's been quite a while um, since this program struggled. Now, uh, I think the big thing is, okay, why is that? And then, you know, what can you do to fix it? Um, You'd you'd be remiss if you didn't say that the incident up in Albuquerque has cast a, a cloud over the program that, you know, when something is ongoing and you know you can't speak about it and uh, you know th- there's just that nobody everybody likes closure on things so you can move forward unfortunately um, you know that isn't the case um, you know but since this is a hot topic for a lot of people you know I've I've certainly go back to okay let's look at the data and you know when we've had you know at least in my tenure other coaching changes you know who's been the returning team and so I did all the research, and uh, because I think it starts with the players. Mm-hmm. You know, when Marvin had went to UNLV and Paul inherited, you know, a new team as the head coach, you know, these are the people that had played the previous year uh, that played for Paul. Braxton Huggins, who turned out to be a first-team all-league guy in the Mountain West, Ian Baker, Jonathan Wilkins, Sidney Nadir, Tanvir Bular, and Eli Chua. I mean, that's a that's a great nucleus, and that's our big reason why we won 28 games in Paul's first year, 3-1 and one in the rivalry games, beat Arizona State, you know. Then Paul leaves, goes to UNM, and we hire Chris Jans, and he inherits, um, um, and I guess I left off Jamario Jones. He inherits Jamario Jones, uh, which is a big person to inherit, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, player of the year. Uh, Jonathan Wilkins, A.J. Harris, Sidney Nadir, Eli Chua, and Johnny McCants. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Jans inherited, um, you know, a couple of first-team all-league guys. And that's the reason why we were able to win 28 games, go 4-0 and against our rivals, beat Illinois, beat Davidson, uh, you know, win the whack. So Greg inherits two players, Mike Peak and Chi-Chi Avery. Well, Mike had averaged, what, 13 and a half minutes a ball game. And Chi-Chi and Wack play averaged five minutes a game. Okay, now Mike was not with us any longer, and um, so now you've got one player who averaged five minutes. So I think um, as much as you know, people may not want to hear this, winning 28 games with a brand-new roster and a brand-new coaching staff is not the way the world most usually works. Now, do I have an expectation that the play would be better, that would have more wins. Of course, I'm just like anybody else, but I think there's some reality into the fact that we had a whole new team with no returners, um, which really means a brand new culture, right? Everybody comes in. We, you know, Jans uh, had established a, you know, a specific culture. Paul had a culture. He had to. Won 28 games, 3-1 and one against the rivals, beat Arizona State. You don't do that without culture. Now we have to create that again. So that is a big deal. I think the other thing to consider, and I think it's not very difficult to argue, is the whack has gotten consistently better year after year. Sure. I mean, you've got uh, Utah Valley going into Oregon and winning. You've got um, 
Sam Houston State going to Oklahoma and winning, beating Utah, who's a really good team this year in the Pac-12, and other um, you know Power Five wins. It used to be that we were the only team that really had a shot at you know beating Power Five opponents or did beat Power Five opponents. So the league is certainly getting much better, and I think that we all have to realize, and that's from the team, coaching staff, administration, and fans, is that. While it has always been, uh, we've always worn that New York Yankees hat. I mean, we're the one that everybody wants to beat. Um, Now it's times 10 because I think people smell a little blood in the water. You know, got a whole new team, et cetera. And I've seen coaches, you know, celebrating, hugging their players that I'm friends with, kind of apologizing for celebrating. I'm like, hey, you don't need to apologize. You guys won fair and square. But it reminds me that beating us is their Super Bowl. Um, and we all need to take that mentality, especially the team, that, hey, we're going to get everybody's best shot. So I do, while I know the fans are disappointed, I'm aware of that, uh, while I am disappointed that we don't have a better record, I know the coaches are disappointed and frustrated as well as the players, there are reasons why you would see what you see on the floor. While we don't like it, you can't ignore the fact of the returning players or the improvement of the whack. Or the fact that you know, you know, we're the New York Yankees. We're going to get everybody shot. I said this on the on the coaches show. I watched a team that we had lost to, and then I watched them play another game, and I didn't see any similarity. I mean, they played our game like it was the last game on earth, and we were just used to that because all those players that I, you know, look the players that I just mentioned. I mean, uh, Jamario spent time in the NBA. Um, um, Trevlin Queen spent time in the NBA. I mean, all a lot of guys are playing professionally still. So, you know, um, disappointing. It's still a long season. You know, um, there is time to turn it around. Um, I think the WAC may have a chance to get two in this year. That Good. would be nice. Yeah. Um, however, you know, I still think we were the one big lead, big one um, – bid league hat so it's going to come down to who's playing the best and gelling the most in um in march so we'll see but right now i'm not ready to throw in the towel or throw in anything else you know we're still going to fight and claw every single day fan question number two a football bowl celebration question mario was january 21st the only day considered for the bowl celebration several hardcore aggie fans will be on a trip on the road supporting the basketball team. Yeah, and unfortunately, we looked at a lot of dates. um, And we talked to football, and they specifically wanted to do it around one of their three recruiting weekends. Mm. Okay, one of them's this weekend. That was too early. Uh, One is the 21st. The second one is the 21st. The third one was the 28th. And the 28th was not um, available from the city. They've got the plaza in use. Um, we internally had kicked around February the 4th, but we also have a double header that day, but you know, we're always going to acquiesce. So this is one of the things that has changed. We love the fans, uh, and this, it's a fan fest. However, you know, recruiting has now, as I've said, um, become much, much more of a focus, uh, with the administration on doing things around recruiting, how you can best attract the players. So, you know, there's going to be recruits and their family out in the audience on the on the 21st. But we did look at other dates. The 28th wasn't available. The 4th is after signing day, and the 
and this coming weekend was a little too soon. So I hate it that, you know, some of our fans that are traveling with basketball will not be able to partake personally in that because, uh, but we do plan on going to other bowl games and having other celebrations. But, uh, yeah, we did look at that and sorry for the people who are going to miss it. But, um, like I said, you know, football recruiting and availability of the plaza played, uh, played into the date selection. Third fan question. With the schedule released this week, are we locked into both UTEP and UNM, both away, then both home, year after year? Yeah, well, I mean, I hope not. You know, look, it's the administration's desire to have at least, or to have UTEP one year and UNM another year. Obviously, um, that was my number one request to Conference USA as they were making this schedule. I had three requests. I had that. Uh, you know, please give us UTEP at home. Please give us Liberty at home. Please give us a, a bye week after Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Mm, two and three weren't in any particular order. And look, I don't make the schedule. I'm not complaining about the schedule. It just is what it is. You know, they, that's just how it fell. Um, I didn't get into it. But yeah, right next year, we'll be on the road for UTEP and UNM. Now, remember, Kennesaw State is coming into the league. In the next year. So I'm going to guess there's going to be a further reshuffling of the schedule. So I don't know if that means forever that UNM and UTEP will be on the road one year and at home. I like it because it's a balance in the schedule. It always gives you a marquee rivalry game at home versus, you know, hey, we're going to have a great budget year one year and we got a plan for maybe, you know, not that rivalry um, revenue uh, in the second year. So still working on it. We know what it's going to be for next year. It's interesting that that game's on Wednesday. We might talk about that. But um, we'll see what happens when Kennesaw and maybe other teams join Conference USA, but it'll always be our hope and our request that we always have one at home and one on the road in the future. Fourth fan question, will replica bull rings be available with the 2023 football season ticket purchase? Yeah, um, I, you know, we just had a meeting on that. I think we're going to try to um, start selling football season tickets right around signing day, which is very atypical for us. Usually it's not for many months later, but we want to uh, take advantage of the um, of the interest, and I think we're going to have a tremendous increase in Aggie um, season ticket football sales. And that is what's being discussed right now is um, having a bull replica ring as the early season ticket purchased or renewal gift. So I I'm not saying that's a hundred percent, but that certainly looks like the way uh, our marketing folks um, were leaning to make that the gift. So I think that'll just help because I think people love displaying those things and it's yep. kind of a neat a neat bobble to have. Another Conference USA question with Conference USA approaching in July, are there any plans on adding additional sports down the road that are sponsored by CUSA? Uh I guess volleyball would be one of the Yeah, sports. sure it would be. Um that's not at the top of our minds right now. I think we need to wrap ourselves around um, what our budget's going to be like, you know, what the what the monies are going to be. Remember, we're paying to exit the WAC. We're paying to join Conference USA. So we do have monies that are, you know, um, encumbered for certain things. So while we have 16 sports, and that's the minimum for uh, FBS Division I uh, membership, I, I'm not saying never, but it's certainly not on the priority list uh, whatsoever at the present time. 
All right, I'll link in two questions into one here. Will we be getting any additional upgrades at Aggie Memorial besides the turf, and when will the turf project begin? Also, when will the locker room project begin? Yeah, um, well, obviously we will. um, It's funny because right now we're taping this and we're looking at the football field, and one of the things we're doing from an aesthetic standpoint and a safety standpoint is um, we're going to eliminate a lot of the access points from Aggie Memorial to the field. So if people kind of envision that, you know, there's a lot of staircases that will take you down to the field. I mean, just on the east side, I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, right? So they are chiseling those out. We'll have a couple of access points on each side, but the reality is we have too many. And when players, you know, it's a very short end zone. So if you catch a you know, a ball, and you're at the back of the end zone, you have a precious, not even maybe 10 to 12 feet before you're crashing into sharp signage and uh, concrete that's jutting out. So that was a big deal for Jerry, and they're actually doing that right now. Uh, I really wish I would have asked Braun because we already know what we're going to do with the field and hopefully the practice field and some other things from a turf standpoint. But I think that's going to start, you know, certainly within the month. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm anxious to get that started. Um, we definitely have designs on, um, a new football scoreboard. You know, we hope that that's realized as well. Um, and then finally, you know, these projects, the football locker room and the other, you know, and the other ancillated items in that building, um, right now we've identified the companies that have put in bids to design it. So the architectural firms, Now, the group will be voting on those architectural firms, and that's how a firm will be selected. So I am assuming that definitely this month we will um, hire an architectural firm. Uh, They will then finalize the drawings and put a finer point on everything that was in our master plan that uh, the architectural firm of HOK had done. Uh, Then um, they will go out and get cost estimates and by them i mean fns Mm -hmm. you know we will and and select a general contractor for the project and once that's all in and you know if it falls under the budget if it's if it's more we'll have to go back to the drawings and eliminate a few things um very rarely is it less um and then they'll start on the project so there's a lot more steps and we can certainly inform everybody but first things first we're in the process of selecting an architect and um, we are actually in the voting phase right now. Another football question. Will football get new uniforms in their first year in Conference USA? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, you know, I didn't query this, but we'd always rotated a new jersey in um, every year. So that's something uh, I'll certainly have a conversation with Tommy Amico. Uh, Tommy is out of Los Angeles, California, but he is our um, uh, Under Armour representative. So, uh Remind me to ask that question again, and uh, I'll get that answered. All right, we'll stick with the Conference USA theme. Is CUSA considering a new location for the basketball tournament? Yeah, that has not been decided yet. There is actually Conference USA AD and President's Meeting at the end of this month, so I'll be flying to uh, Nashville, Tennessee on... I don't know, at the end of the month, like the 30th or 31st or what have you. 
and I'm guessing that that will be discussed. I don't know if it will be decided at that meeting, but I'm sure that will be discussed. Basketball personnel question. Will Kim Aiken Jr. play this year? Uh, We sure hope so. I mean, you know, a lot of people, you know, everything is at the NCAA. Um, I don't know how many people follow this, but, you know, um, Bob Huggins, the head coach at West Virginia, kind of fired off a tweet. They had a similar player who hadn't heard anything, and this is kind of ridiculous why it's taken so long. And the next day, the NCAA came out and denied it. Wow. (laughs) So I'm not saying that's why. That's probably just the timing of it all. But, you know, I think in a lot of our minds, it's like, you know, we should blast them, and why is it taking so long? Look, they have their process, and I'm a firm believer. We've been very, very good on, on having successful waivers whether it was Xavier Pinson, whether it's football, whether it's you name it. I mean, Nate Flores, our Associate D compliance, is on a – yeah, he's on a Pete Rose-type hitting streak. Um, so I, I always felt that it's – while it is frustrating to go through all the machinations and do the waiting and submit one more document, it is never a good idea to publicly say anything negative when somebody's going to determine if a player can play or not. They've got their processes. We do the best to follow everything. But even the most cynical person couldn't say that New Mexico State has punched far above our weight when it comes to winning waivers, Adam. I mean, that's in a lot of different things, a lot of different sports. So um, we'll let the process play out. We'll certainly hope it goes as fast as possible. Uh, But, yeah, we're all waiting for news one way or the other. Next fan question, is the athletics department currently paying any past coaches buyouts? No. Uh, The only person would be Coach Martin, and those were were finalized. Yeah, those were finalized. Let's see. Those were finalized, I think, in in June. I think, you know, if you didn't get a job until then, you know, we owed you the rest of your contract. But, no, I think the answer to that is no. All right, next fan question. Would it be possible to get a loan for a second practice field from the university's general funds and repay the loan with profits from football concessions and parking? So that is a well-thought-out question. Wow. I'd like to know who asked that question. Well, we don't receive revenue from parking, right? So if you go to a UNM game, you know, they're charging X amount of dollars per car, and I think they even get the money from – the Isotopes, and New Mexico United. But we don't charge for parking. You know, we offer donor parking for Aggie Athletic Club members, but, you know, all those people that park in the East lot park for free. You know, would I love to get a couple bucks? Yeah, I guess, but, you know, I don't know. Um, So we don't get any money for parking. We only get a percentage from concessions. To pay off something of six figures would take... You know, you'd have to eat hot dogs, you know, uh, uh, till the cows came home. That's not going to happen. However, I will tell you this. I'll kind of answer it in a halfway. Um, we just had this week the dedication of the Pan American Suites and Club Seats. And uh, it was, uh, and the reason why that, that, that project was selected is because the anonymous donor um, really wanted a a revenue stream for intercollegiate athletics um, outside of, you know, what currently exists. So just know that 
when those suites are sold, and they're all sold on five-year leases, and those club seats are sold, that's going to generate X amount of dollars. And those dollars can be um, earmarked for a certain project. Okay, so as an example, when, we were, when I was at the University of Missouri, we tore down the press box and we built a brand new one. And it was designed to be $11 million. It turned out to be $13 million. But we paid for it. We said, look, to the university, give us the loan. We're going to pay back this in 10 years. So every dollar that was generated from the suites went to pay back the note that we borrowed. And I think we paid that back within nine years. So we have the ability to do the same thing. If you give us a loan, we have a dedicated revenue stream to pay that back. And, you know, this question about the specific project is um, one of those that could be used. So film at 11 on that, but a very uh, introspective question. Next fan question. Why were the championship banners taken down inside the Pan Am Center, and will they make a return this year? Well, great question. And they were taken down because we had put up the um, we had put uh, up the scoreboard, so they were taken down for that. And also, not to get too technical, we did now with the big scoreboard, we didn't want to block fans' views in the upper levels. You know, whether it's concerts or what have you. So there are. I know too much about this now. There are these like laser things. I know nobody ever think there's like a laser in the Pan Am, but it has to do with the fire system and nothing can be blocking the late, like from one side of the court to another. Like if you look now, I, now I know where they are. I can see them. They're not very big, but they fire this like imaginary laser over there. So nothing can be put up there that would block them. Mm. So that was a problem. The other thing was, you know, the staff has kind of been reduced over there. So now it's just Chris Heiser and he's trying to keep a 50 year old building afloat from the seats are broken to, Hey, this wood panel fell down and everything else. And so we finally, if you notice, we put up the NCAA banners, um, of the Aggie teams. Now we still need a catch up of the two thousands, the 2010s and the 2020s, but we're ordering those as we go. But those are up. Uh, we are also ordering the retired numbers. Okay, I think there's 10 of them total in volleyball, women's basketball, and men's basketball. And we're going to order a smaller version, like a 3 by 5 And we're going to hang those where we have the Final Four banner and the Lou banner and the Walt Hines, or the, um, the Jerry Hines banner. You know where that is on yeah. the south end? Yep. So we'll put the numbers there. Okay, when the new or the more modern NCA banners come in, we'll order those you know, once every year just to not kill our budget, we'll hang those up. And then what I want to do is put all those conference banners. I want to hang those in the practice gym because there's so many of them now. Um, and that practice gym, unlike some other practice gyms, is kind of vanilla. Bear, yeah. Banners up there I think is great for recruiting and it gives it a little oomph. Um, so that's why there was a delay. That's the plans going forward. So I hope that answers the question. I like this next one. I realize this may be an unfair question for Mario, as he has stated in the past that his AD duties do not oversee our athletic stadiums per se. However, a number of years ago, New Mexico State was looking to sell naming rights to either the Pan Am Center or Aggie Memorial Stadium. Are we able to consider 
or have any interest in re-exploring this possibility? Well, 100%. Um, you know, with naming, there's a couple other entities that would need to be involved. Obviously, the NMSU Foundation, Derek Dixon, you know, they were unbelievably generous in helping fund a, a tremendous portion of the bowl game. But they would certainly be involved. It wouldn't be me talking to Nabisco or something like that um, and getting up and getting a, a, a deal. They would be involved in that. The other thing is that we have a multimedia rights agreement with Learfield. Right. With New Mexico State sports properties. So if we put on, you know, um, I don't know, you know, Susparo uh, or you name it, you know, McDonald's or whatever, that would be an advertising deal that they would also, I'm sure, want to reap the benefits of that. Now, if we're the ones that unearthed it, I would certainly say, hey, the vast majority of this needs to go to the program and not your pockets. But. We per our current contract, we wouldn't necessarily have the ability to say, "Hey, Learfield, you don't get any of this money." You know that's just not possible. So yeah, would I love it because we'd see you know a, a healthy seven figures for many years. Um, so yeah, it's just that as we know in New Mexico, and I think um, you know, and this isn't throwing a rock, but you know we've seen struggles with naming facilities at the pit, right? Because we just don't have those global yep. companies that these other people do. So, you know, we certainly would want to get in with the right people that we know would pay the bills, et cetera. But it's been a struggle. You know, I would suggest statewide is getting athletic facilities named, but sure doesn't mean that it can't. Um, and I'd sure accept it, you know, <laughs> if it was available. Last fan question, and this is a good way to finish. Have you started building the Jerry Kill statue? <laughs> yeah, well, um, you know, Jerry's, um, boy, I, you know, you just think about it now that the season's over and you have time to reflect, um, and you're like, wow, what if we took that team that played Bowling Green, you know, and you played Nevada again, or if you could play Florida International again? I mean, you can't you do tap? that in sports. You tap. But it just shows you that, you know, Jerry took a team that, you know, was kind of beat down with losses from years. And he, and we did him no favors by shoveling three power five games at him, two early on. But yet he managed to keep the guys upbeat, coached up. And, you know, well, did we add some players? Uh, yeah, a few. But to go from 20, to go from 127th in defense to 29th, in college football, out of what 133 teams, that's let that sink in. We went from 127th to 29th in total defense, and um, that is just um, amazing to me. You know, coach last night was asking, you know, what you asked him what his biggest surprise was, and he said the secondary. Yeah. You know, and I was retelling the story how you know we played that Hawaii game, and you know we were hoping that we could get a win you know, a few years ago, and we uh, brought the ball down the field, and we kicked a field goal, feeling like we could move the ball, and their first pass, you know, they chucked that bomb, and, you know, their guy was 15 yards behind our guy, and everybody was, you know, really in the dumps after that play, and I don't really remember us getting beat on a long bomb. No. I mean, you were doing all the games. I mean, I just can't remember it, which we got you know, kind of tore. We were 127th. I, I don't either, but I do remember the Hawaii game, and it was number 84, Nick Mardner. I'll never forget that. Yeah, because he was like 15 <laughs> yeah. yards yeah, behind Yeah, I'll never forget guy. that, but yeah, I, I don't recall. No. Yeah, so anyway, um, yeah, look, 
he did an unbelievable job. And while we're going in a new conference and, you know, every year is different, right? Every year is a, is a different chapter of the book and you have to have, you have to replace the Chris Ojo's and you got to replace the Trevor Brohards. Um, but yeah, I mean, things look good. I mean, we're recruiting, we're, you know, we've been uh, knock on wood, you know, the transfer portal has certainly not affected us like it's affected some other uh, teams. So, uh, yeah, I think I think we're going to go into 2023 with about as much enthusiasm for the football program that we've ever seen. And I don't want to be yeah. the minimus to the past because we had a tremendous team in 2017. But as far as going into a season, my gut tells me we maybe go into more optimism in 2023 than we did in 2018 coming off the Arizona Bowl win. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate, not one based on Carol. She's more focused on hitting a high note than the car in front of her. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. George, wake up. I can't sleep. I'm worried about getting a car loan. It's two in the morning. I mean, it's all so stressful. Paperwork, interest rates, approval. Stop worrying. We'll go to White Sands Federal Credit Union and get a stress-free auto loan. We can apply online right now and even sign the paperwork electronically. Just like that? Just like that. Apply for your stress-free auto loan online today at wsfcu.org or at your favorite auto dealership. Credit subject to approval, some restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender, member NCUA. With online ordering from Whataburger, it's never been easier to customize your cravings, save your favorites for quick reordering, and also earn tasty rewards. Download the Whataburger app and start earning today. 30 quality minutes here today. Mario, anything else? No, I think uh, I'm going to get an answer on the specific date of the field start and the uniforms for the next uh, time Perfect. we take. When will will we just will we go back to... Weekly? Yeah, we, we do go weekly? next week for sure, yeah. Is that, was that yeah, what we were doing? Usually bi-weekly, but... Bi-weekly. Yeah, I, th- I think next week's oh, pretty right. open, so we'll... Adam, we'll as you know, that. you are always the one who come to me and say, hey, we're doing a segment, yes. so whenever you, one, so whenever you tell me, I'll be there. All right, thanks, Mario. Okay, thanks. This has been Ask the AD, featuring NM State Athletics Director Mario Mocha, sponsored by White Sands Federal Credit Union. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Aggie Sports Network. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.